U.S. President Joe Biden's flown in and out of Israel today on a whirlwind eight-hour trip, a trip that's been overshadowed by last night's blast at a hospital in Gaza. Israel maintains it wasn't responsible, but not everyone agrees. Hamas, Palestinian authorities and other Arab nations have blamed Israel for the explosion, which has triggered protests across the Middle East. Meanwhile, Britain's Foreign Office is advising its citizens against all travel to Lebanon due to the risks associated with the conflict between Israel and the occupied Palestinian territories. Now, to discuss all of this with me tonight, our panel is Tom Peck, a political sketchwriter for The Independent, and Amanda Renteria, a Democratic and policy strategist and a former top campaign aide to Hillary Clinton. Good evening. The US President Joe Biden has today pledged solidarity with Israel during a whirlwind eight-hour visit. But his trip was overshadowed by last night's blast at a hospital in Gaza, which the Gazan Health Ministry says killed 471 people. It's inflamed tensions and sparked protests across the region. Israel's maintained it was not responsible, saying the blast was caused by a rocket misfired by the Palestinian militant group Islamic Jihad. Today, President Joe Biden agreed with Israel's leader, saying it appears that the blast was done by the other team. But Hamas, Palestinian authorities and other Arab nations have blamed Israel for the explosion, which has triggered protests across the Middle East. The BBC is trying to verify the claims from both sides. Well, after the two leaders had talks, Mr Netanyahu called Mr Biden a true friend, saying that he commends his deeply moving decision to visit Israel during the war. Well, following the president's vi visit, Israel said it will not thwart the delivery of food, water and medicine from Egypt for civilians in Gaza, as long as this aid does not reach Hamas. For days, people there have been fleeing their homes to escape Israeli strikes, which Palestine Palestinian authorities in Gaza say have killed more than 3,400 people. Israel says it's targeting members of Hamas, a group designated as a terror organization by the UK government. All of this follows the deaths of around 1,400 people in attacks by Hamas on southern Israel 11 days ago. Well, let's begin this hour's of coverage with this report from our international editor Jeremy Bowen on President Biden's crucial diplomatic mission a warning that there are some graphic details in his report. A car park outside the Al-Akhli hospital became a killing ground. The arguments about who's responsible come too late for the people whose lives ended here. Even with their bodies taken away, the cleanup this morning also meant collecting small pieces of flesh. God have mercy, he said. They were civilians. And Mohammed al-Sawafari, a neighbor, can't unsee children with legs blown off and the bodies he helped carry. They all, he said, thought they'd be safe near a hospital. Early this morning at the Defence Ministry in Tel Aviv, the military presented data, it said, proved Israel did not attack the hospital. Instead, they said it was a malfunctioning rocket fired by Palestinian Islamic Jihad. The trajectory analysis from the barrage of rockets confirms that the rockets were fired close proximity to the hospital. According to our intelligence, 
Hamas checked the reports, understood it was an Islamic Jihad rocket that had misfired and decided to launch a global media campaign to hide what really happened. They went as far as inflating the numbers of casualties. Coming to Tel Aviv was a gamble for President Biden. He wanted to ease Gaza's humanitarian catastrophe while supporting Israel's war effort, perhaps an impossible circle to square with Israel's leader, Benjamin Netanyahu. But a deal emerged from their meeting. Food, water and medicine, but no fuel from Egypt to Gaza. For Israel, more military aid and agreement that they didn't hit the hospital. And based on what I've seen, it appears as though it was done by the other team, not, not you. I wanted to personally come and make that clear. Thank you for having me, and uh, I'm looking forward to having a thorough discussion about where everybody goes from here. The president won't change the minds of those who insist Israel attacked the hospital. Joe Biden's presence here will only deepen the conviction among Palestinians and millions of other Arabs that America isn't just on Israel's side, but that it's also complicit in everything Israel is doing in Gaza, including killing civilians. Until the Hamas attacks on Israel, President Biden dreamt of transforming the Middle East. The Americans were negotiating with Saudi Arabia and Israel to try to get the two countries to recognize each other. That is not on the agenda anymore. In Arab capitals, there have been protests against Israel. This was Beirut. And this is Sana'a in Yemen. So far, the shouting has spread, but not the fighting. Keeping it that way will be a challenge. Jeremy Bowen, BBC News, Israel. Well, joining me now from Washington, D.C., is Asha Castleberry-Hernandez, a former U.S. State Department senior advisor to the Bureau of Near Eastern Affairs. Welcome to The Context, Asha. If you were advising President Biden, would you have told him to make this trip? Yes, I would have. Um, I think it's imperative that President Biden shows that he is committed to uh, achieving regional peace and security. Uh, I think it's very important that he's also shown that He's in support of the security of the state of Israel, as well as ensuring that um, the message is um, important that everybody knows it, this is all about uh, innocent civilians and protecting innocent civilians and making sure that they receive humanitarian assistance. So his leadership or his presence in the region definitely is going to resonate, and it's important that he is there. So clearly there's been a breakthrough, we, we think, when it comes to getting aid from Egypt into Gaza. It remains to be seen whether and when that actually happens, but there's certainly been a promise now from Israel on that. But can the president's visit really de-escalate what is, by all accounts, a situation that seems to be escalating by the hour? His presence will be able to ensure that, uh, again, that the state of Israel along with key partners uh, are receiving enough support uh, that are receiving, ensuring that, that he has a good outlook of the operational environment and that he can make the best decisions as far as how to move forward with regards to the peace and security. 
So I think it, it does resonate. I think, it'll, you know, interaction with our partners in, in person, especially about the hostage affairs issue, is definitely going to be helpful in terms of being a game changer as we are dealing with a very complex operational security environment. But the problem is there wasn't interaction in person with with other key leaders in that part of the world, uh, including from the Palestinian Authority, other countries like Jordan. Um, so it wasn't really the the overwhelming kind of uh, consolidatory visit that the president was hoping for because he only really met Israeli leaders. That is true. But uh, but the good thing about it is that he has his secretary of state along with other senior officials that are able to uh, cover down with those interactions like Secretary Blinken to ensure that, that the humanitarian assistance uh, mission is, is being completed as well as that the hostage affairs uh, uh, issue is also being effectively coordinated. So uh, we know that because it's such a complex uh, evolving issue that it, you know it, it realistically it does it is very difficult for the president to be able to meet everyone or all the key partners what would you say is president biden's next step in this now uh, i think it's 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 uh, extremely important that president biden uh works and looks very closely at the hostage affairs issue uh ensuring that those innocent people whether israeli palestinian as well as americans uh, are, are, you know, we're able to get them back, protected, provide humanitarian assistance. I think that's the highest priority right now. Um, and then work, you know, very closely with the Israeli Defense Force, ensuring that that happens. So I think the hostage affairs uh, um, situation is extremely important. It's the number one priority in ensuring that uh, we are not detrimentally impacted or a lot more, this issue does not exacerbate more in terms of, especially when it comes to Americans, as far as uh, making sure that these Americans are returned back. So definitely the priority right now. I think there's concern for everyone, uh, no matter what their nationality. Do stay with us, uh, Asha. Let's bring in our panel, Tom Peck, a political sketch writer for The Independent, and Amanda Renteria, a democratic and policy strategist, and of course, a former top campaign aide to Hillary Clinton. Um, Amanda, what do you make of the president's visit? It didn't go according to plan, let's be blunt about it. Listen, this is a president who consistently in his presidency goes to the front lines, looks people in the eye, builds the kinds of relationships and understanding of what is happening by being there. And so that has been consistent with his presidency. Of course, this is way more complicated. And I think it was even more important to be on the ground, to establish those relationships, to listen to what is happening. He has folks on the ground that are going to stay there, who have been there, who can really give him the information he needs. I do think as this relationship moves forward, it is going to be important for President Biden to keep um, Israel, that relationship, accountable to making sure it gets, we get aid into, the, into Gaza. It's also going to be really important for him to continue to reach out to those other partners that he was not able to talk to in th this time, which is also exactly who he is. He doesn't give up picking up the phone to build those relationships, and that's going to be incredibly important right now as we move forward in these next several days, weeks, months. Tom, let's bring you in. We're hearing that British Prime Minister mm. Rishi Sunak is going to be travelling to Israel next. Um, so th there's a lot of world leaders who want to go there. But what difference do you think Mr Sunak is going to make? 
Well, there's not really very much difference any world leader could make. And Rishi Sunak is not the president of the United States of America. The point of this, there are, there are no good outcomes. So when you judge whether or not someone's visit has been successful or unsuccessful, it has to, the context has to be that, that there, are, there are no good outcomes. It's very hard for these things to be construed in any way as a success. The point of Israel's, uh, if you like, Western allies going to visit them, there are two purposes. One is to show solidarity with a country that was a victim of an appalling, appalling terrorist, terrorist attack. And the other purpose is to try and contain that country's rage, which, which is exactly what President Biden said in the clip that you've shown, to, to get it to act, to, to get it to pursue justice rather, rather than vengeance. Because if they don't do that, then it, the risks of escalation are enormous. I suspect that if you are Netanyahu, who is the, trying to be the voice of the average Israeli, you are more answerable to that sense of visceral rage that your population are feeling than you are to a pressure put upon you by world leaders to act in a measured way. You just have to hope that they win. But precisely the amount of influence someone like Rishi Sunak can wield in that situation, I think is quite minimal. But there are plenty of them. Rishi, there's, there's Biden, there's Sunak. Um, uh, uh, Olaf Scholz has already been, hasn't he? You have mm -hmm. to hope to see more of this. And then slowly, 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 you can try and persuade Israel to respond in a more measured fashion. But it won't be easy. Asha, we heard from President Biden warning that Israel shouldn't act with rage and cautioning about what he described as mistakes which the US made after 9-11. What did you make about that warning shot from President Biden? Well, uh, when you look at the security environment, it tells you a lot about the information flow or the information environment and the reaction. And I think that was a good move of what he said, because we does not want the bad reaction to subsequently happen, because it makes the operational environment a lot more complex and dangerous. So I think that's his commander in chief style of ensuring that he sends those signals or communicates effectively to everyone around the world that Look, there's information running around, uh, and this is the accuracy, that uh, the the veracity of what is going on, and it's very important that we we react accordingly and not be too, uh, um, uh, you know, reactive in terms of of inflaming uh, danger to others and just destabilizing the operational environment.